Thanks for watching the fourth quarter with us. This is the Stretch Four. We are the Bulls Outcast. Matt, Big Dave, and John. Gentlemen, three straight wins for these Bulls. Um, yes, they have all come against shorthanded squads, Brooklyn, Indy, and now Toronto. Um, this one looked like the Bulls were in charge the whole night. After that sluggish start to the first quarter, we were down six to nothing, and I was like, what the hell's going on here? Um, they respond, and they pretty much are in the driver's seat all night. A little bit of sloppy and some bad possessions, some empty possessions late. But for the most part, it is a win where you should just take care of winning. That's kind of what you were saying, Big Dave. It's like, hey, they're they're shorthanded? Cool. Get the win. Especially where the Bulls are right now in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. You will take wins any which way you can. But the fact that we're getting wins while the new pieces are really starting to look like they belong, whether it's Vooch in the starting lineup, Tice having a great game off the bench tonight, wins are wins, and especially on the road in Toronto slash Tampa. So, uh, Big Dave, d- does the the stutter at the finish line sour this win for you at all? Are you still just, bottom line, happy they controlled the game, happy they won? No, sour it. No, absolutely not. We won. They won. They were crushing this team. Like you said, your only worry was the first quarter when it first started. That was the only time you were concerned and looking at them like, what's going on? Wait, this doesn't look right. And then like a real NBA team, they figured it out very quickly and said, oh, we're playing some bums right now. We're playing the, the Brooklyn Brawler. And we need <gasps> to go ahead and just destroy this team. Shout out. Shout out, John. John caught my reference. Dude. And so we. We destroyed this team because of that. We just played Iron Mike Sharp, John. Like, oh. this is who we were playing out here, man. We got to destroy these kind of cats when they out here playing against us. And we haven't seen the Bulls do that yet this season. We watch this talent, and we see this talent. And watching this stuff, all I think about is is watching uh, Karnaschovitz and, and Eversley say, man, why didn't this team make the playoffs when they got here last year? That's all they were saying. Like, man, why didn't they make the playoffs? There's a lot of talent on this team. And then they said, oh, I understand why. Because we had some ment- not mentally tough enough guys on our squad. We got to get them up out of here. We got some dudes who just want to drink champagne and kick it. Let's get these dudes up out of here and get some real basketball players in here. You're winning. You got all-stars. And you're winning. You got people who are going to play hard for this team, like Matt's new favorite player, DT. So you got guys out here. You got real all-star and real for real guys. Because look at how they played is all I'm trying to say. That's all I was saying in the fourth quarter. Look at how they play now. All they changed was like a couple people, right? The main two people are Vooch and DT. Those are your main two guys. Now, all of a sudden, they know how to play defense. Now, all of a sudden, they know how to move the ball. Now, all of a sudden, they're not making dumb turnovers and silly plays. That kind of went away, right? And it's not because you're playing a bum team. It's because you got more stars on your team. Because we were losing to these bum teams before, and that didn't feel good. Like I told Matt. We were losing to Philly when they didn't have their all-stars. We were losing to them. And we were like, how can we lose to this kind of team? They didn't have nobody out here but J. Cole and his crew in Philly. They, you didn't know who was out here, man. These dudes was trash. But now we see trash and we take it out. And that's what's exciting right now because they got three wins. And like I keep saying, and I'm tired of saying it, but I'm going to keep saying it, Zach has never won four games in a row in his career. We can end that the next game. Get this man his fourth win in a row because now we got players to do it. I'm I, I love heated Dave. Uh, Jeff joining us saying, did we win? Yes, we did. Three in a row. Uh, Captain Stucky countering Dave saying, we won, but Donovan shouldn't be happy. This game was this close. Close. Jo- close. John, 
What about Bulls, you? Eli Bulls fans. Wait, the wings. Let's get John's post-game reactions. First. Bulls get fans. Him, get him, get him, Why wouldn't you be happy? <laughs> like, well, we started How many 20 for... point losses have we been yeah, forced we, to watch? We started 0 for 7 and then finished the fourth quarter shooting above 50%. That's cool. <laughs> That's mathematically crazy. <laughs> like, if you guys, why do you watch basketball if you don't? You got to enjoy some of it, right? Like, yeah. we're not world beaters. We don't have, we have, we have two all stars that would probably not be all stars in the West, right? Like, right. so we got, we know, we know our, our personnel. This is good. We're gelling. You can tell there's a spring in the step. Dave, I'm not even going to, I'm with you 100% on this. And it wasn't until Matt just mentioned, I th- in my mind, they were in Toronto the whole time. I totally forgot there. <laughs> 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 the losing streak in Toronto still lives on. Yeah. But they broke the road losing streak against the Raptors by beating them in Tampa tonight. Right. Uh, I think we got Eli joining us who has some post-game thoughts. What's Eli, what's going on, buddy? Young Eli. Eli. Oh, well. good to, listen, I'm good to see you're well. We were concerned about you. Was glad. Oh. I'm good to see you all right, brother. Yeah, all right? I can't do about that. Um, all right. So, yeah, that was Opening suicide jokes. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Uh remember the Warriors game in the beginning, I was gonna join at the end, but then I decided to join during the fourth quarter and talk about how they played so well and they were like about a win or whatever. And mm-hmm. they didn't. And um <laughs> that's why I waited till the end this time. Nice. So it almost it was scaring me at the end, but honestly, Matt, this okay. this is good news. This is real NBA team problems. You're thinking yes. about gambling instead of having a competent team. That's I'm yeah. thinking about both, Eli. Good, well, good point. That's a good point though. in my brain. Well, That's a good yeah. point though. <laughs> can you think about both, Matt? How much? Yeah, I how much can. did you bet on that? How much did you get on that parlay? I won a hundred bucks. That's pretty good. I can't even imagine a hundred dollars. Yeah, when Zach could have pulled up for a three and instead drove to the bucket and got us a much-needed two points at the rim, I was fine with it. It's about balancing priorities. Gambling's fun, but I would much rather see the Bulls win. That's a good, yeah, thing that's a good to point. Say. Yeah, very. I'm glad you feel that way, and I hope you continue to feel this way, Matt. Because like, your, as your bets get bigger, I'm gonna be questioning <laughs> you a little bit more. <laughs> but like, honestly, if this were last season, I would have rather seen my oh. bet hit than the Bulls oh. win. Like, we, that's the yeah. difference between then yeah, and now. Yeah, because it could have gotten a lower, uh, lower pick. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I I was all aboard the tank in like early November of 2019. It's true. And it's true. you were the fact that the Bulls decided not to sell off Thad and steer towards the tank while evaluating for the back half of this season. Great. You went and got an all star to play with Zach instead. Awesome. Awesome. Right. <laughs> Good job. We're thankful for that. Dude, they, they look like a legitimate NBA team. That's all I'm saying. Like, you don't see any fluky stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys look legitimate. They're, why is their defense better? You know, why did these guys know where to be? Why do they know how to run pick and rolls? Did you see Lowry tonight running pick and rolls? Yeah. Like, Oops, and setting, setting real Speaking picks? Of Lowry, Go ahead, good. Eli. Yeah, Eli, well, what did you think about Lowry's game off the bench tonight, man? He, 8 of 10, 18 points, pretty solid. Um, I know he might not be there next year because he's looking for starter money, but he made me proud to wear the jersey today. Oh, there you go. That's a great it on, jersey. Too. Put it on. Put it on. Man, I, I felt like whipping out my Lowry jersey when he was making some of those 
that that running little like mini hook he had running across the lane. I was like, <laughs> where the hell has this dude been? <laughs> yeah, his dunk on I think he dunked on Baines. That two handed yeah. jam. That two handed jam. Two handed slamma jamma. Off a pick and roll. How many times have we been crying for a pick and roll between Zach and Lowry? Good and Lord. I'm just saying, look at Zach's assist. Can we get into that? The man had 13, 13. assists. 13 assists tonight. Is that, that a career was high? Amazing. I don't know. That's a good uh, question. I don't know. Probably close I'm to sure it. it's a career high. But dude, he had five turnovers and 13 assists. But none of his turnovers, you remember, because they weren't boneheaded. Is what I'm saying. They weren't, oh, my God, I can't believe he dribbled that off his foot. Or I can't believe TJ McConnell took that from him. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't no boneheaded stuff out here. He was legitimate basketball passes. When you got good players around you, it grows. The legitimacy of what you do grows. What you can do better comes out even more. And it feels good. Oh, it feels right. We got Vooch. He had 20 and 6, and it's an off night. What, 22 and 7 and 4? That's an off night. Wow. Uh, oh, Zach Levine's career high in assists, 14 <gasps> in a 110-97 loss when his Timberwolves lost to the Warriors. He played point there his rookie year, right, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. he started playing point when, when he was so there. He, so Zach was one shy of tying his career high in assists tonight. Eli, let me ask so, you, man. Do, do you think the yeah. Bulls this next game, because like I keep saying, Zach has never won four games in a row. Do you think that this streak comes to an end next game? Well, I, I don't know. Um, well, I was thinking like earlier in the game, Zach played 38 minutes tonight, 37 minutes, something like that. Yeah, about that. It's yeah. a back-to-back. I don't see why he's playing so much. I mean, I mean, I see why at the end, but he was in the entire time. Other than him, other than Billy probably being on the phone with Matt about all his bets all night. Um, there's no other reason for it. I, I just don't understand. But whatever, well, I'll take I'll take let, one. Let me counter that by saying I what I saw though differently is I saw Zach resting a lot on defense, which is good. And I saw and that's why you saw more assists than you saw him driving to the bucket and scoring, you know what I'm saying, and giving out more energy during that. He didn't sweat tonight. It was more of a glisten. You know what I'm saying? It was more of a glow. It was it wasn't, oh my god, I got to come out here and do this like we've seen him do before. No, it was more just smooth to not him tonight. So I felt he got a good rest, even though he was out there for a nice amount of time. He wasn't, you know, expending a lot of energy, man. He was doing what Kendall Gill would talk about when we would be in the green room, learning how to rest on the other side. You know what I'm saying? When you got, because you got stars around you now. Daniel DT makes stuff easier, you know, for your defense. You know, you can cheat a little bit now. You know, you don't have to go after every steal and try to jump every passing lane because they get to the bucket. Because if they get to the bucket, they got to deal with him. So it's a good feeling now. And watching Zach and how he played tonight, it was very smart how he kind of was out there, but he still kind of reserved his his uh, energy. Uh, to the question of can Zach finally break that curse of the elusive four-game winning streak, Big Dave, yeah, it, it is the second half back to back. As as Eli mentioned, uh, still maybe a little bit of an ankle issue with Zach playing through it and sure. playing heavy minutes. But we got this update for Atlanta for tomorrow's game earlier today. John Collins out. DeAndre Hunter out. Cam Reddish out. Clint Capella and Danilo Gallinari are questionable. And the biggest blow to the Atlanta Don't Hawks. Say it. Don't say it, Matt. Chris Dunn. Out. 
No! Will not play. Man, if Chris Dunn was playing, that'd be a wrap for <laughs> for us. Then where where are they going to get their thirty points and fifteen assists? I don't know, man. Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn would go one for nineteen, score a layup, and that layup would be the difference in the game. That's impossible. That's Impossible. We, I would Eli, rather but him he play. would have two steals and six fouls, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he'd and he'd have he'd have one point eight assists somehow as a starting point guard in the NBA. <laughs> and shoot nineteen percent from what a piece of I trash. do have a question for you guys. Sure. Um, yes. Who would you rather have? Vooch and Zach or Chris Paul? This I'll I'll tell you why this has to do why they have to do with each other in a minute. <laughs> Yo, like, John looked like me when he said that. Like, I was like, "What?" Like, ahead, we could, you could, we could either have Vooch and Zach, or just Chris Paul. Vooch and yes. Zach. Vooch and Zach. Exactly. You know, together, Vooch and Zach make the exact same amount of money as Chris Paul by himself. Oh, uh, that makes sense, though, right? Mm, mm. Yeah, and I think collectively, I mean, they're also about the same age as Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's that really quick. funny. That man's quick. <laughs> All right, Eli, uh, we're going to uh, wrap up with a couple of other final thoughts, but we appreciate you hanging out with us tonight, okay. man. Eli, we're happy that Eli! you're doing well. Eli, we're this is a wellness check. Thank, no you. Thank you. Uh, I, I don't have a gambling problem, Eli, I promise. No. He has a, comp- he has a, he has a competition problem. That's right. And he took it so, Gentlemen, something that I wanted to talk a little bit about tonight, and I hope you guys are game. And shout out to our friend, Ramina who is the queen of Bulls Twitter, Shout out. who had a screenshot of a Woj tweet Wait. that I woke up to this morning. And I did not know that today was such the big day that it is. Okay. It is mm-hmm. the one-year anniversary of Arturis Karnaschovas accepting the job to be the Bulls' new vice president of basketball operations. Mm. That happened on April 8th, 2020. Mm. Like, wow. two weeks after the NBA just said, Game over. COVID is running rampant through our country. And the Bulls are like, we're doing it. Time to make mm-hmm. some changes. Everyone's hunkered down in their beds. We we don't have to face the media because we're not allowed to face the media. Right. Let's do some sh- crazy shit. <laughs> and I was just thinking today about how much has changed in a year. Mm. And that in every step, the fan base, because we have been trained to fear the decisions of this organization mm. to distrust the decisions of this organization have been questioning AK. And then when he hired Eversley questioning AK and Eversley every single day, why haven't they done this yet? Why haven't they done that yet? What's taking so long? What are they doing? Do they really have power? Look at the timeline from a year ago today to today. And whether it's, dismissing old wasted bodies from the past machine, <laughs> dismissing old wasted bodies who were coaching our team before they arrived or evaluating the talent they inherited and saying some of this talent we inherited can go on out and we're going to bring in actual talent. The amount of change that this organization has seen in one year Despite the fact that, yes, right now we are only 22 and 28, clinging to our playoff lives, is something that should not be immediately looked over and dismissed. Big Dave, what are your thoughts? I mean, it feels good. (laughs) You know, I mean, and and just, 
it just feels good. Like that's the only word that keeps popping in my head, man. It just feels good and feels right because of the legitimacy of it and the competency of it. You guys know I, I use that word a lot when we were doing Bulls Outsider show. You know, I, I a lot, right? Because I didn't see it. You know, there was no competency, you know, from this team and there was no IQ. Like I, I didn't see it at all from them or the front office. I, I didn't see it. And I understand and I understood why why people felt how they felt about the front office because you're reacting to what you got and you're just reacting to what you continue to get. So I remember saying when we first got AK that, and even Billy Donovan, that this fan base and this team was kind of like, you know, children that dealt with a terrible father and they got a great new stepdad. And so when he would come to them and, and reach out for them to tell them, no, it's okay. They would flinch because they're used to getting smacked in the face with a hanger. I learned it from you, dad. You're right. You know what I mean? And, and I learned it from watching you. So, so they would get that and or, or used to getting put in the closet, you know, for doing, for saying something or talking out of turn. And so when you bring in a new stepfather, it's like, no, I really want to hear your opinion. No, I really do love your mother. I'm not leaving. Like, so when you hear those kind of things, it was weird to Bulls fans. They didn't know how to treat it. They didn't know how to react. So I think that's why you would simply see articles that came out around that time saying, you know what, Jim Boylan's staying. He's not going anywhere. You know, this is going to be the same old thing. We know what is going to happen. You know what? They're not going to make any trades. They're going to stand pat, and they're just going to deal with it. You know what? Billy Donovan doesn't really want to coach this team. You know, like, you would hear those things. I'm not making this up. Y'all heard it. Like, these are the things that you consistently heard all the time. And I would keep telling people, nothing I've seen him do would say, hey, man, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm confused. I don't know basketball right now. No, you look at it and he would be like, no, I know what I'm doing. I, I'm making right decisions. Why don't y'all believe me? Because he had to show and prove. And it took this trade, I think, for Bulls fans to finally buy in and believe in uh, our tourists and, and Mark Eversley and what they want to do. And it took a few days even after that because people were still saying, I don't know about this trade. When the Carter Jr. is over here doing good. He's doing all right. We might be missing out on something. They still took a few days to get there because a lot of, again, they're still used to getting punched in the face by their own father. So it, it took hard times for them to get through it. But I think after a games like you saw tonight and games like you saw last game against the Nets, and when you see um, uh, Vooch dropping 32 and 17 and 5 for your team, and you're seeing Zach Levine getting his 13 assists, and you're seeing uh, Lowry Markin and getting 18 off the bench, and you're seeing my man Kobe White dropping 15 off the bench and looking more comfortable in his role off the bench 100%. and things like that. You see a Bulls nation start looking up and turning around like, maybe this is okay. Maybe I can say this is all right. They're still not sure, and that's understandable because, again, they're used to getting punched in the face. So I get it. But it feels good, Matt. It just feels good to have this kind of competency and teams around the league talking about the legitimacy of what we have because it bodes well for us moving forward as an organization. John, where is your mind at a year removed from the AK hiring? Good Lord. Did you (laughs) think that this would be – like we? I remember in the draft we, we were expecting a big move. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, I'm at the fourth with Patrick Williams. And like right. no one has said that was a bad move. No right. one. Right. Right. But a from hell of a lot of Bulls fans complained about it that night. From the get-go. Oh, right. From the go of get. 
And then we're like, what are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? Then on draft day, they make the biggest move of the of the record-setting busiest draft day, or yeah. trade deadline day in history. Yeah. They yeah. make the biggest move. Yeah. So they swung. And thank goodness for the All-Star game happening pre-COVID. And thank goodness for COVID happening and the last dance getting moved up. Mm. And I don't think we have this. I think co- I think we need to thank COVID, honestly. <laughs> because mm. I think those two national spotlights showed how mediocre we were. Mm. And we were not behaving like a world-class organization. Correct. Yeah, and mediocre we were, would have been putting it kind of. In fact, like, I, when I listen to a podcast, like NBA podcast, Boylan is now the 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 euphemism for like uh the worst coach in the world. Like yeah. like that it, it is shorthand now. He is the reference point. Mm-hmm. Jim Boylan as like oh the thing the what's the worst you could think of? Jim Boylan. <laughs> Stop saying his name. <laughs> but like you know what I mean? So Don't I, say we, it three times or he'll appear and appeal oh to you. God, I love it. Get it like, together, Jim. <laughs> but he'd be late or something. Uh, but I absolutely feel so much better. And I think I can understand why people aren't feeling great because we're still a work in progress. And we know we are. We know Lowry's not going to – we know we need a point guard. We know we, we, we still have needs. So yeah. it's, okay to, it's okay to not be satisfied, but don't confuse unsatisfaction for lack of improvement. Mm. Mm. And, and you know that. what? And you know what? Real quick, shout out to Sato because Sato honestly has been playing well for this team. Yeah, that's my guy. Start. He's been Keep playing him. good. I, I enjoy how he's playing. He should still be on the bench. And this he's a fantastic backup. <laughs> but he's a fantastic backup for this team. But I like how he's playing, and he's become more acclimated to the team. So I, I like that aspect. Even it's nine points and seven. His numbers didn't really tell the the extent of how good he played out there. But I like what he's doing—the calming presence and just being a point guard. So, yeah, I get gotta give props where it's due. Gotta give it where it's due. Speaking of giving props, Feces fam, and just said I got a bootleg copy of Denzel's album two for a dollar, <laughs> fifty cents. Dave, Dave, that picture that you sent us of him mid falling backwards when he got yeah. crossed over by Levert the other night, and his eyes are just like. So intensely focused, right, right, in a way that's like, oh shit, crazy shit's happening right now, right. And the crazy <laughs> shit that's happening is he's falling backwards on his ass. Dude, when I sent it to you, and I and I said in my head after I sent it, I said, oh my god, Matt's gonna put this up immediately. That was immediately. Matt's gonna put this up immediately. Same image, open Twitter, <laughs> boom. <laughs> and rightfully so, because he got crossed. And again, you didn't see him tonight. Where you is Denzel tonight? You didn't see him. Where is warm up giving his teammates high fives? From That's the right. Where he belongs. Along, along with Archie, along with Felicio. That's where you need to be. When I need you, break glass in case of emergency. And then I'll bring you out there. But yeah, Troy Brown Jr. having that spot feels good. Feels right, man. Feels right. <sighs> feels right. You know what else would feel right? Zach Levine getting his first NBA four game winning streak oh, tomorrow. We will be here to watch him and his Bulls teammates try to get their four straight win and further solidify their position in the Eastern Conference play-in for the playoffs. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for those of us who threw us some tips. Captain Stucky, see you. Appreciate you. 
Just a reminder, if you ever miss these hot mic broadcasts live during the game and immediately following, go check out the Ball on Bulls YouTube channel to find all of our archived video episodes there. Or if you're into the podcast thing, go find Ball on Bulls podcast feed wherever you get your podcast, and you can get this show in podcast form, audio only. For Big Dave and John, I am Matt. Wish you all a happy rest of your Thursday night. Happy Bulls win. Zach hits the three. Matt cashes in. <laughs> we will see you tomorrow for Bulls, Hawks, the Chris Dunless, and Atlanta Hawks.